Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 12th of May, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Monday the 9th, the trial of journalist and influencer Roland Carreño began. The prosecutor's office ratified the crimes Carreño was charged with, which include arms trafficking, criminal association, criminal conspiracy, and financing of terrorism. Carreño's defense assured that the public prosecutor's office could not prove any of these crimes, and Carreño gave a speech about his innocence. The trial will continue on 17th of May. On Thursday the 5th, Vladimir Villegas announced that his TV show, Vladimir a la Una, will come to an end. Villegas said that he decided to resign because he wanted to express himself without having to worry about his opinion affecting his colleagues or the company he worked for. Recall that he had some censorship troubles in the past. The show was a part of programming of Globovision, a news channel against Maduro's regime. The show was widely criticized as Vladimir Villegas had political and family ties with the Socialist Party. In international news, in Peru, the public prosecutor's office opened an investigation into the case of Venezuelan teenager victim of bullying. Last week, the victim's classmates beat him up, and he had to be hospitalized. Tarek Williamsov, Venezuela's attorney general, will meet in the next few days with his Peruvian counterpart to coordinate the procedures of the case and to prevent something similar from happening in the future. Hugo El Pollo Carvajal, Venezuela's former chief of intelligence, recently offered to collaborate with Colombian authorities. Carvajal, who is in Spain awaiting extradition to the United States, claims that he has diplomatic secrets that would ruin the presidential candidacy of Colombian politician Petro. Since Carvajal is facing drug trafficking charges in the United States, he's probably willing to speak up to get a better deal with the American justice system. According to a recent study by the Colombian newspaper El Spectador, more than 80% of the foreign prisoners in Colombia are Venezuelan. In addition, more than 10% are women. Most of the crimes they are charged with are related to drug trafficking and theft. The Colombian population has divided opinions regarding Venezuelan migrants. The latest polls in the run-up to the presidential election split opinion almost 50-50 between allowing regular citizenship to the migrants or giving them only a temporary status. Speaking of migrants, Mexico's National Migration Institute rescued 55 Venezuelan migrants. In an operation carried out on Friday the 6th of May, the institute rescued over 1,500 people of different nationalities who were being treated like slaves or that were having their human rights violated. Now some economic news. Within the country, the parallel dollar, which had been stable for the last few months, is starting to rise again. Economists assure that this is a result of the Venezuelan central bank reducing the amount of dollar injected into the country's economy. The bank had started to inject dollars a year ago to slow down the hyperinflation. Moreover, there is a greater circulation of bolivars. Currently, the parallel exchange rate stands at 5 bolivars per dollar, while at the official exchange rate, a dollar amounts to 4.5 bolivars. Also, the Central Bank of Venezuela in its most recent report stated that inflation, which had slowed down during March, rebounded again in April to more than 4%. Alfredo Padilla, 
the director of the Association of Entrepreneurial Workers and Microenterprises, stated that a recent study indicates that more than 7 million Venezuelans in the country do undeclared work. Due to the precarious salaries, many people decided to work as hawkers, virtual freelancers, or do some other cash-in-hand jobs. This number has a great impact on the economy as they do not pay taxes or receive labor liabilities. On Sunday the 1st of May, the government again extended the exemption from import tariffs. The exemption, which had been renewed almost monthly since the beginning of 2020, was extended this time until 31st of December. And Venezuela continues to strengthen its alliances with different countries. Following a cooperation agreement signed last year between Venezuela and Iran, Maduro recently began importing Iranian heavy oil. These imports will be used to dilute Venezuelan oil in order to manufacture different derivatives. In exchange, Venezuelan crude oil will be shipped through the National Iranian Oil Company, evading U.S. sanctions. On Saturday the 7th, the Chancellor of Venezuela, Félix Plasencia, announced that he was meeting with Mohamed Barquindo, Secretary General of the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. Barquindo arrived in Venezuela as a part of his multilateral work agenda. Plasencia also announced the establishment of a new cooperation agreement with Bolivia. This agreement proposes to strengthen consular, migratory, and commercial relationships between both countries. On Tuesday the 10th, the Venezuelan Foreign Ministry announced a new agreement with Vietnam to increase rice production in Venezuela, strengthening the exchange of agricultural technology between the two countries. The Spanish newspaper El Mundo states that, because of the increased demand in Venezuelan oil due to the sanctions against Russia, Different countries have turned a blind eye to human rights violations in Maduro's regime. Maduro recently said that he will be in power at least until 2030. The Vice Minister of Trade, Daniel Gomez, participated in the MacFruit International Fruit and Vegetable Fair, representing Venezuela. At the event held in Rimini, Italy, Gomez assured the buyers that, in his words, quote, Venezuela had unprecedented opportunities in terms of trade and investment, given the legal guarantees derived from the actions implemented by the Bolivarian government through the Economic Recovery and Reactivation Program, end quote. At this fair, the vice minister and his delegation were in charge of establishing business agreements between Venezuela and European countries to export fruit and vegetables. On Monday the 9th, Maduro congratulated Putin on Victory Day, which marks the end of World War II. Maduro used the occasion to ratify his support for Russia in the invasion of Ukraine. On Tuesday the 3rd of May, the son of Nicolás Maduro, was appointed president of the Venezuela-China Parliamentary Friendship Group. This is one of the 18 legal entities created by the Venezuelan government to deepen relations with China. On Tuesday the 10th, the government issued a statement indicating that under Maduro's tutelage, they will support China in its effort for global economic recovery after pandemic lockdowns. Also on the 10th, López Obrador, president of Mexico, gave a press conference. In a video posted on Twitter by Jorge Agobian, Mexican correspondent at the White House, López Obrador said that a U.S. company has already reached an agreement with Venezuela to extract 1 million barrels of oil per day. 
Lopez Obrador did not mention the company's name, but he assured that this agreement would benefit both countries. And to close his edition, the rainy season that has began a few weeks ago in Venezuela is wreaking havoc. The rain has caused damage to roads and buildings. Agriculture and livestock have been affected by the floods as well. In the state of Zulia, in western Venezuela, more than 50,000 hectares were underwater and many ranchers had to sacrifice their cattle. The National Institute of Meteorology and Hydrology issued a yellow alert for the west and south of the country. As a forecast said, the rain will continue in the coming days. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Tell your friends about us. We're nice people, and we know that you are too. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at Venezuela at Rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima!